Well, good evening to those of you that are here and to those that are watching at home. A few weeks ago, I was walking with a friend and we were talking about some relational pain that he and his wife were going through because of a family issue. And he said that his response to his wife didn't seem to be helping her, but instead was making her, her more frustrated. And I asked him what about his response was upsetting to her. And he said that he was always trying to look at the positive side of things and was trying to get her to do the same thing. And I just smiled and said, maybe you should try something different. And we both laughed and he said, okay, like what? And I said, you and your wife have been through some significant trauma and you've experienced a huge loss, not to mention the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic. And your wife is grieving. And while there might be a time and place to focus on the positive, I think the most loving thing that you can do is to invite her to move into her pain and grief. Not away from it, but to invite her to move into it and then hold her there. She needs a safe place to pour out her lament to the Lord. And I reminded him that if she does not have a space and a time to lament now, it'll come out sideways later on. And I don't think either him or her would want that to happen. My friend pondered what I said as we walked along in silence. And then he said, I believe I can do that for her. I smiled and said, I know you can, because you have a Savior that is in you who is familiar with loss and disappointment and the need to cry out to his Father with words of lament. As we come to the end of 2020, unlike any other year in my lifetime, I can confidently say that every one of us here this evening and everyone that's watching at home has suffered tremendous loss this year. We've all lost time with loved ones. We've lost graduations and wedding celebrations. We've lost being able to be spontaneous and drop over to one another's homes. We lost Easter, July 4th, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, and now even Christmas. We've lost the life of loved ones. And to make matters even worse, We've lost the opportunity to celebrate the loss of those loved ones in remembrances of service. In many ways, it feels like we lost all of 2020. And as a result of all of this loss, our hearts are broken. We are hurting. But instead of stuffing our grief or denying it, we tonight want to provide a safe place for all of us to lament. And to help us do this, I want us to briefly look at Psalm 13 and consider three movements. The first movement to move us toward lament is giving voice to what's in our heart. The second moving movement is to dare to ask God for help. And the third movement is allowing hope to break through our pain and our hurt. Let me pray for us. Lord, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come 
to illuminate your word. To give us the courage to lament this evening. To give us the courage to lament every day. For every day we experience both great joy and great loss. And so would you meet us in this place here and in our homes. And we pray this in your powerful name. Amen. So I want to encourage you, you can open your, your Bibles to Psalm 13. Or if you're at home, open your Bibles or your, your apps uh, to Psalm 13. And the first thing, movement as we think about moving toward lament, is giving voice to what's in our heart. Now, if you look at the psalm, it begins with King David, the author, crying out to the Lord in verses 1 and 2. He says this, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long? Shall my enemy be exalted? Entering into lament is giving voice to the things that we are feeling inside of us. No matter how unpleasant they are. Nor how unpleasant they might seem to God. King David is on the run, not from some foreign enemy. According to 2 Samuel 15 through 19, David is on the run from his son Absalom. Who has decided to betray his father. And he's gathered a group of fighting men. Who are trying to find David. And to take his life. So that Absalom can become king. David's heart is broken. Over his son's betrayal. David has lost his son. And not only does he feel that loss. David feels abandoned by God. But instead of stuffing. Or denying all those feelings and thoughts. David cries out in despair. He says to the Lord, how long will you forget me forever? David shares what's going on in his heart. He pours out his despair to the Lord. He brings his lament to the God of the universe. And likewise, for us to practice lament, we need to give voice to the pain in our hearts. We need To name the feelings that are jumbled up inside of us. Lament begins with us crying out to him with our despair. And let me say that the temptation for all of us. Is when we begin to to look at those feelings is to judge those feelings. To think that our anger might be wrong, or our sadness might be wrong, or our despair might be wrong. Whatever we're feeling, to think it's bad, and therefore it cannot be expressed. But the beauty of Psalm 13 is that in the midst of despair, instead of stuffing his emotions, instead of denying them, instead of rationalizing them, instead of judging his emotions and staying silent, King David speaks. And likewise, for us to enter into lament, we need to choose to believe that his heart is to hear what is going on inside of us. No matter how embarrassing or how painful it might be to share with him. And so we see in Psalm 13 that lament begins with us giving voice to what's in our hearts. 
The second movement of lament is daring to ask God for help. After sharing his despair and entering fully into it, David turns his eyes to the one he felt had forgotten him. Look in verses 3 through 4. David writes, Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice, because I am shaken. In the Hebrew, David doesn't sheepishly ask for help, but instead David uses three imperatives to demonstrate his own desperation and neediness. He says to the Lord, first, consider, look on me, turn your face toward me. And then he says, secondly, answer me, God. And then thirdly, he says, give light to my eyes. David petitions God for help. In these two verses, David, got, David asked God to deliver him from Absalom's pursuit, which might result in his death and the exaltation of his enemies. He asked God to see him, to turn his face toward him, and he cries out for God to answer his petition. And he wants God to give light to his eyes, literally to help him escape from death. David is extremely needy of God. And if we're going to practice lament, we too need to be needy with our Heavenly Father. We'll need to humble ourselves and risk bringing our needs to Him. So the first movement of lament is giving voice to what is in our hearts. The second movement of lament is expressing our needs to God. And then the third movement of a lament is allowing hope to break through our pain and our sorrow. I believe this is one of the hardest things about practicing lament, is this third movement. And that is allowing hope to grow in our hearts and minds again. Hope is dangerous. Because in many ways, hope is what led to the pain and suffering that we're experiencing right now. If we didn't have hope and desire, we wouldn't need lament because our hearts would be numb and apathetic. But the practice of lament leads through the pain and despair, through the vulnerability of expressing needs to the Lord, and then to letting hope take root once again in our hearts and minds. And David does just that as he declares, but I. But I indicates a shift in David's heart. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. David gives himself permission to remember God's goodness, to remember God's covenant kindness, his unfailing love in the midst of loss. As you read the psalm, do you sense hope growing in David's heart? King David begins to remember that though God seems silent, he is always present. David remembers that while sometimes it seems like God is indifferent and impotent, 
The truth is, God is always engaged and powerful. And David remembers that no matter how great the darkness is in our own circumstances and is in our own souls, God's light shines forth. The result is hope begins to burst forth in David's heart, leading him through despair to life. In the Lord of the Rings, Gabriel gives Frodo the light of Ardon, and she says to him that this light will show the way when all other lights have gone out. We have the light of Christ. And no matter how dark, no matter the depth of our grief, the hope of Christ is deeper and greater. And if we let it, his hope will turn our weeping into laughter. Loss is inevitable this side of heaven. And therefore, the practice of lament shall be ever on our lips. The practice isn't easy, and we live in a world that doesn't want us to do it at all. But in Psalm 13, King David, a man after God's own heart, helps show us these three movements of lament. And as we dare to explore our own hearts, And give voice to what's inside of them. And then as we dare to be needy of God. And ask him to meet us. He will plant seeds of hope in our hearts again. And he will water them. And hope will grow. This is the journey that God invites us all on. Today and every day of our lives. And we want to take time this morning, I mean this evening, to practice these three movements. And so if you're at home or if you're here, we're going to have a time of just silence. And I just want to encourage you in the midst of that silence to ask the Holy Spirit to to plumb the depths of what's going on in your heart. And whether you're feeling sadness or anger or despair, or maybe you don't feel anything, you're just numb. To risk in the midst of that silence, to talk to the Lord, to give voice to that. And then to ask him what you need in this moment from him. Whether that's Jesus to put his arms around you and hug you this evening, whether It's to whisper into your ear that you're going to be okay. Whatever you need to invite him to do that. And then I would ask you to dare to let him put a seed of hope in you. A seed of joy. And let that begin to grow over the evening and through the next day and through the weeks. So that your tears might turn to laughter. And so take time in, in silence here and at home to do that. We're gonna, we've got plenty of time. And then we also have candles for those that are here. And if you're at home, you can have a candle in your home and encourage you as you feel led through these movements of lament. If you want to come and light a candle of remembrance, please feel free to do so.